Hey, this is Max, and welcome to the Running System Podcast. Today, I have another returning guest, uh, Ahmed. Ahmed, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, yeah, hey, it's Ahmed. I've been on here before. Um, this is, I guess, obviously my second time. But I, um, I train with Max uh, at Top Martial Arts. Um, we do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu together. Um, Max, how long have you been there now? Uh, like two years, I think. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, really? It's yeah. been two years? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've been there myself for, I think, going on four or five, maybe six years. I can't remember, but I, I've been training there for a while. Remind me again, how long have you been training Jiu-Jitsu? Um, 10 years. I think 10, ten years, years okay. um, all together. So this will... Yeah, coming in, come the end of Dece- the end of December will be about 10, 10 years. Yeah. And that's actually what we're talk- going to talk about today. Hopefully, we'll stay on subject, uh, <laughs> <laughs> jiu-jitsu and, and wrestling, too, just because, I mean, lately, wrestling has been one of those things that's been more motivating for me to do than jiu-jitsu. It's like, so for me, I feel like, um, I feel like wrestling is, it's fun to do. But I've um how often have you gone with guys that are just wrestlers that just started doing jujitsu? How how was the last time you've done that? The last time? Yeah. And it's just they were they're pure wrestlers and then they just they just started doing jujitsu. That did you ever meet that new guy? Not not the black kid that took off his gi. <laughs> the other the other kid. Uh <laughs> tried to take off his gi with me. I was like, put that shit back on. Uh it's uh Keith. Keith. Um Keith? Yeah, he was he was a pure wrestler coming in. And it was fun to to do some scrambles with him. Okay. That I missed. Um Wait, wait, when did he come in? A while ago. It okay. was a Monday. Okay. Yeah. Um Yeah. So there's so there's a guy that that trained it at a, that wrestled all throughout high school in Ohio, which Ohio for those who don't know, Ohio is probably one of those um top probably top three states. With respect to high school wrestling, so you got Pennsylvania, um, Ohio, and probably California are your top three. Um, California, really? Fuck yeah! California is like California of Iowa, uh, for sure over Iowa. Iowa's like it's too small of a state, right? So how much? Yeah, but then you gotta you gotta factor that in. You know, you gotta think about the the ratio. Top tier talent, though, for sure. Like top tier talent, California puts out more D one wrestlers than. I guess that's if true. you can go, you can go like, like, I don't know, like it's, it's also, it's like 50 million people live in California. Yeah. So, but you have really, really good kids that come out of there. Dave Schultz is from there. Um, yeah. so it's from his brother. So obviously, um, so anyway, there's a guy come from Ohio and he just started at Rock Hill, which I treat, I teach jujitsu at Rock Hill, Brazilian jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu, which is one of our affiliates at top. And, um, he just started out, and so when I when I, I started like feeling feeling him out, and um, they are in in wrestling, it's obviously an awesome sport. The difference between the two, from a grappling perspective, as opposed to just just pure rule set, right? There's different rule sets, but in terms of the feel of how people feel when you're doing it, he was he was his pace was extremely high. And he, and he was, and his in his explosiveness was extremely high, right? And I get that sense when I'm with you, like you're more explosive than most guys. Um, so when you do when you when you try to take that mentality of having a high pace, a work pace, and explosiveness into jujitsu, 
man, um, it's not as sustainable when you do that because he would gas. He's obviously gassing out because he didn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. But he's also gassing out because you just can't sustain that. You, there's times where I'm rolling with you, right? And we get to a position where we're like, okay, we, we scramble, 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 and we're like, get to a position. We need to chill here for a second. Right? Yeah, like, for sure. Gather, you gather yourself. Like, what am I going to do? My heart rate's kind of jump. My heart's jumping out of my te- my chest. It, it's um, so with, with with respect to to the two sports, I I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, man, this is why wrestlers can't they can't do it their their entire lives. It's really hard for a wrestler, a high level wrestler, to wrestle um, competitively, whether it's against other people at their certain age or what have you, um, and train like full live like we we do jujitsu we go live every single night you can do that in jujitsu you can't do that in wrestling and that's the difference like for me like there's other things i like about jujitsu more than i like wrestling too but that's that is it's it's a it's it's glaring like the 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 fact that you have to be explosive and you have to have the side man it's in it is impossible like if i sat there and wrestled every single night the way i do jujitsu there's no way I could last throughout the week. I'd fucking be done after the first night. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. And I mean, not really as a counter, but like I, I also agree that like wrestlers, they're they're going to be way more aggressive, way more high pace, and like way more you know explosive, and like everything's all about like go go go. Right. And um, actually, this past Monday, because Jay wasn't there, I was I was teaching the class, mm-hmm. and they wanted to learn wrestling, and I was like, all right, well, all right, here we go. But um, the main thing I noticed was that every single person besides, you know, Obi, who's he's a brown belt. We're both brown belts, um, Ben and I, as well as this kid named Obi. And um, have you met Maggie? Uh, yeah. I've met her. She's yeah. brand new. Yeah, the purple okay. belt. Yeah. But yeah, it's basically just like everyone besides those two was going at this really slow, like, like super technical pace. And it's just like, guys, if you want to learn wrestling, you Sure, you could learn the technique, but if you don't put the explosiveness and the aggressiveness with the technique, right, it's not gonna fucking work. Yeah, yeah. Like I was telling them, like, watch any you know college level or even high school level wrestling match. Yeah, those guys are not playing around. Right, they don't give a fuck. And like, um, Victor, one of the guys, he has knee problems. He was asking me like, do I have to go to my knees for for a shot? And I was like, well, for you guys that don't know. A shot or a penetration step or a double leg, whatever you want to call it. Basically, you're just going to take both your hands and grab the guy's legs and take him to the ground. Normally, it's taught that you go to your go to one knee just so you can have like a lower base. Right. But I was telling them, telling the class that like that is absolutely unnecessary. You do not need to do that. In fact, a lot of higher level guys don't fucking do that. They don't put that stress on their knee because... It's like you're saying, right. th- there's no way they can last if they keep doing that constantly. So they just learn to literally blow through the guy. Right. And that's where more of the aggression comes in because in, in jiu-jitsu, everything flows. You know, you can take your time, like Ahmed was saying, that we could land in a position and just be like, all right, let's 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 chill out for a second and then maybe later on we can explode, we can be aggressive. Yeah, it's kind of like this almost unspoken agreement that we've gotten to a position in jiu-jitsu where like, shit, we got to figure out what we're both doing yeah. here and I know you're gassed because I'm kind of gassed, right? And it, maybe not, you know, and, and that doesn't happen all the time, but I, I do think that 
it's just kind of unspoken. Oh shit, we've got to figure out. But maybe, maybe in my sometimes I just stop because I'm not quite sure. I need to figure out the position that I'm in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I need to I need to figure out what I got to do next. Um, and that was my next point. I right. Was, I was gonna get to it. Like jujitsu, I think the reason it's it's slower paced is because it's way more complicated. Right. Because in jujitsu, you have to worry about arm bars you have to worry about chokes you have to worry about leg locks at our level you have to worry about you know getting swept over for points you know getting your back take you have to worry about all this shit but then in wrestling it's literally just am i on my back no can i move no i need to move but that's counter that but if you're like is is wrestling like basically jujitsu on your feet like good wrestlers are are obviously really technical and they're when they're when they're when they're on their feet um there's so much going on, right? There's so much going yeah. on in that, but there being on your feet the for six minutes, for seven minutes, if you're in college or what have you, and if it goes to overtime, it's exhausting, right? It is exhausting to continuously move. They're, they're extremely well conditioned athletes, right? But it is it's kind of like jujitsu on your feet, like there's 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 inside ties and outside ties and lots of different things you can do that, and it, it almost kind of like never ends the same way jujitsu once jujitsu gets to the ground. And there's all kinds of things that can happen, right? Yeah, but also, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to stick with my point. It's not complicated. <laughs> when you're standing, yes, it's it's, exa- it's exhausting, but it's only because both guys are applying a pace that right. makes it exhausting. Right. If you really break it down, it the really rules, there's not There's not much going on in yeah. terms of like how many ways you can win. Exactly. Right. Th- there's not a lot that's going on in their minds because they're thinking, oh, if, if he's grabbing me, I'm going to grab him. Right. You know, that's it. It's not like if he grabs this arm, I have to counter by grabbing this part of his like of his body. Whereas in jiu-jitsu, it's like if he gets like my lapel, if he gets my sleeve, there are different things that I can do. Right. But in wrestling, you know, wrist, elbow, shoulder, I don't care what you're grabbing, I can still take a shot from this position. Right. You know what I mean? Like it like a there's like a counter a to the shot or yeah. to whatever you're doing to utilize against you what happens. Yeah, and it's 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 more simplified. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like um it's almost like boxing mm-hmm. where it's just like there's only so many things you can do after that it just becomes who is the aggressor and who is the better athlete right right because when you look at it a good wrestler doesn't have to be smart in fact i mean there's this guy i knew um i'm not gonna say his <laughs> name just because i don't want to because he wasn't smart <laughs> oh yeah i don't want to say his name he, he can, he can tear my ass apart but right. he is dumb as bricks okay. like this guy is stupid as fuck <laughs> but all he knew how to do this, this is how stupid he was all he knew how to do was a double leg and that's it mm-hmm. like as but as soon as he got you to the ground you're not getting your ass back up his pressure was just that good yeah and on top of that like that's one thing wrestlers are really good at the pace but also like the scramble right anything you try to do he would just grab something else and put you back down you know, it's it's like he was like basically like a shark right. that just like held on to you or like a crocodile that just held on to you. Right. Anytime you tried to move, he just did like a roll or something. Mm-hmm. That's it. But this guy's like, he could have been like a college level national champ, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just he was so fucking stupid. Couldn't get into college. Right. Four time high school wrestling champ. Like all American, all four years. It's that's that's all he needed. He just needed to be really fucking aggressive and really, just a really good athlete, you know. But in jiu-jitsu, you're not going to find that. You're right. not, not going to find that at all. Yeah. I mean, you have guys like at the very highest level. They're all super aggressive, but also if you break it down, 
they didn't get there just through pure aggression. Right. You know, they eventually get humbled to the point of like you. So that's the other thing, right? It in wrestling, maybe they are not smart. Who knows? I don't like <laughs> IQ wise, right? In wrestling, jujitsu guys, you mean you, you're going to come up. I mean, whatever you in every sport you come across, you're going to have people who are smart and people who are not. But in jujitsu, you do the controlled aggression has to be has to you have to learn that the smarter guys learn it faster than the guys who aren't as smart yeah right you i mean i don't know if you'd you'd agree with that but i think of it as like wrestlers when they first start off with me anyway i get i get i get a lot of triangles with them a lot um i don't know it's hard to sweep them obviously it's really hard hard to to sweep them but i can get them a lot of triangles if i'm on my back and and because they're constantly pushing forward and they're leaving limbs in or what have you, um, or arm bars happen and stuff like that. Um, that said, um, I don't, I, in, in jujitsu, like you might start off learning that and then they, they'll, they, they're doing that where they're, they're overly aggressive and then they'll back off. Right. Yeah. You need to get her out of the way. No, it's fine. Oh, okay. guys, there's a dog here. So <laughs> it's it's all right. Um, it's Layla. So I don't know. That's the, that's the kind of, that's what I usually take from, from going with them is like they, they'll eventually the aggression eases out of them and they learn how to, they'll learn how to, how to, how to, um, how to control their aggression a little bit more. And jujitsu guys, it, it happens too. What happens though with wrestlers, they do learn it. They're, they're fucking dangerous. They're like, really good at jujitsu. Yeah. And they're, cause they already have the scramble piece, right? Yeah. They already know, they already know how to, they had to grapple, right? Mm-hmm. It's just there. But uh, as opposed to somebody who knows nothing at all, they're already they're already they're already behind in terms of the scrambling and controlling positioning and that kind of thing. Yeah. You know um that actually reminds me because they already know grappling, right? Right. And wrestling is a form of grappling obviously, but so is judo. Yep. And the thing is it's a lot easier for wrestlers to transition into jujitsu than it is for them to transition into judo. Because they can't go to the feet. They yeah, can't and, go for and, the feet. And vice versa. Yeah. Because um if if I had to say jujitsu is just a combination of the two. Really? Yeah. It's just a combination of the two and a little bit of something else. Mm-hmm. Because in judo, you know, you're never gonna see a guy in a wrestling stance. They're gonna be standing up straight. Right. And then in wrestling, you're never going to see a guy standing up straight unless they're both, you know, like 280 you know, right. heavyweights. Because then they can't, they can't bend over. Right. But um, the thing is, um, and true story, fun fact. Mm-hmm. When judo was being spread around the world, it was su- successful everywhere besides the U.S. Was it because of wrestling? It was. Because when they went to like Europe and stuff... Mm-hmm. They did show show matches. You know, they challenged other martial arts and whatever. But when they came to the U.S., they did the same thing. And the first thing they were conf- confronted with was wrestlers. And then you have this guy wearing like a, basically wearing pajamas. Right. You know, wearing pajamas, coming in, standing up straight, going up against a wrestler. The wrestler is just going to look at his feet, blast through him, and then win. Because right. in judo, pinning is also a thing. Right. So the wrestlers just pin the judo guys, and then they go like, "Oh, this, this judo shit's bullshit." Right. You know what? What am I gonna learn from this? Coincidentally enough, they did actually take a lot of the throws. Okay. You know, like the um, 
You mean wrestlers? You mean judo judo guys took throws? What do no, you mean? wrestler get wrestlers okay. took judo throws. You okay. know, like the lat drop. Yep. That's just that's a judo throw. Okay. They took it from them. Um, ankle picks, same thing. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting how that worked, but. Um, <gasps> Damn, maybe we do need to take a hang on one second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, but yeah, like I was saying, judo just didn't work in the U.S. Mm-hmm. because of wrestlers, but then when they went to Brazil. And they started teaching to the Gracie family and all that shit. Um, the Gracies tried to emulate the judo guys by going around the world and doing demos, doing show matches. Right. And when they got to the U.S., which didn't take very long, they went up against wrestlers and they were okay being on the ground because... That's what jiu-jitsu know, is. Yeah, that's what jiu-jitsu is. There's submissions on the ground. There's things they can do on the ground. Right. And it did take like a hundred years, but eventually jiu-jitsu and wrestling kind of melded together right and it, it was just easier transition but you you won't find that right in, in any other grappling art right do you think there's a superior grappling art um because i do but go yeah ahead. yeah i think jiu-jitsu is the most superior the most superior is the superior grappling art but i the there's but going into eventually the greatest combat sport is MMA. Yeah, sport-wise, yeah. MMA. Yeah, um, but in certain things, certain sport, certain grappling arts will. If you don't have that baseline of jiu-jitsu, you're done in MMA. You just if you don't have you don't you don't have jiu-jitsu, you're just done. In my opinion, but if um, high-level folk-style wrestlers, which is what we do in America mostly. Um, they, that translates really really well to mma but with respect to like the evolution of grappling itself jiu-jitsu is like your son it melded wrestling it melded melded judo and it took the best of both of them right and then added its own yeah it's now we have submissions and now we have all this work on the ground um because if you really think about it let's just talk about talk i don't i'm not just familiar about judo but with with wrestling I wrestle you and I take you to the ground and then I get you to the back to your back. Okay. Well then what the way you're going to end it is pinning. But what if I can, you know, what if we do something else from there? Right. And that's yeah. what jujitsu is saying is that it's evolving. Now that you've taken me down, but now I'm able to, I'm able to grapple from here in this position and yeah. what's, what happens next. And so even when you break down wrestling, there's different forms of it. There's Greco Roman, there's freestyle and there's folk style. Right. Yeah, there's, 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 there's also shoot wrestling. Shoot wrestling or have, yeah. Traditional ones that are done in America, mostly folk style, and then across the world, it's usually Greco-Roman and freestyle. In freestyle, um, like I don't think it, I don't think freestyle wrestling translates as well to MMA as folk style wrestling does. Do you know what? Do you? I agree. Okay. I agree. Because it's like you, you sit there and. You're, you're not, um, when you're doing, when you see these guys doing freestyle, say you shoot on me and I sprawl and I catch you in a head pinch, yeah. right? And I head pinch is like, I just cut your head and your arm together. And then I roll you like a kind of a gator roll and you, I expose your back, but we end up in the exact same position. We just, we just started in right there and nothing happened. No, no position changed. I scored points. Yeah. Right. But you didn't. And I, and so, but 
technically you didn't take take me down and technically I didn't take you down. We're just in the same same exact thing. Not you didn't gain I didn't gain anything out of it. All I did was I the chess match was I scored two two points because yeah. I exposed your shoulders for like literally a split second. It was just a like a yeah, moment a moment of success. Right. Basically. Whereas in and in folk style if we did that it just, that, nothing happened. Nothing happened. And in jiu-jitsu, if I did that, definitely nothing happened. Jiu-jitsu is the jiu-jitsu, they wouldn't even understand it. Right. And and what I'm saying to you in, in terms of like in terms of positional dominance of and rewarding the grappler for positional dominance, jiu-jitsu in my mind makes the most sense, right? So if we start on our feet and I take you down, that's two points for me. You're I'm in your guard and I pass point I passed your guard, that's three points for me because that's a I've advanced my position and I've advanced positional dominance on you. Yeah. And from there, I'm gonna go knee on belly. That's two more points for me, and I should be rewarded because I now I now I've now I've dominated the position where I can stick my knee right into your gut and control you there, right? And then I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to mount or I'm gonna take your back. Another four points. Another four points because I've asserted positional dominance on you. In wrestling, you don't have that, right? Yeah. You have your takedown, your back your back points, right? So you expose your shoulder for either two seconds or up to five seconds, and you get points. And for folk that. style, you get escape points as well. Yeah, you get escape points for sure. Just, right? You know, they give you give you a pat on the back for doing something you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> actually the reason jujitsu doesn't have escape points. Exactly. Like if you get out of mount, or if you get out of, uh, you know, if you get the guy off your back, they don't give a shit because you're supposed to do that. You need to get out of there. Yeah, but I think um, I agree with you, and I think the point you're trying to make is that jujitsu is the more complete grappling art. Correct. Right? Because yeah, like you said, wrestling pinning and that's it there's no submissions there's none of that um and even in judo this is the thing that actually bothers me the most about it mm-hmm. is that they don't even really score at all right. it's like one big move and you win doesn't matter if you wait were, so like ipon right yeah ipon. So, so how does it ipon ipon yeah so if you you throw me yeah that's it that's it well so can i come back no so here's <laughs> the thing here's the thing so you have um, the scoreboard, and I don't know why they did it this way. It's stupid as shit. But the current scoreboard is, you know, you have zero and zero, right? Mm-hmm. And if you score impon, it's 100. And then that's the end of the match. But if you score half a point, which, half a point, which is uh, Wazaari. What's that? What's an example it's, of that? So if, if I did try to do, like, a Seonagi on you, it's a type of shoulder throw. Right. If I tried to do a Seonagi on you, and you didn't go completely in, like inverted and then land on your side, right. then that's a wazari. If, okay. if you landed on your back, that's a wazari. If, okay. you, if I did it really sloppily, wazari. Okay. But if you went completely to your side, everyone knows that I got the, like, the throw perfect. Right. Ipon. That's, that's a it. Match over. Match over. Okay. But the wazari, it depends on where it is, right? So if I, if I throw you really sloppily, we're on the ground, we get like... I think the current rule set is uh, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds for you to get up and get out, me to pin or submit you, or for you to submit me. That's that's If the, you pin me, is a match over? Yeah, that's that's it. Okay. Yeah. And a Wazari is shown on the scoreboard as a 10, but it's considered half a point. So if you get two Wazaris, match over. Okay. Half a, half, half a point is 50 points. Is that, is that right? Yeah, but no, it shows on the scoreboard as a 10. Okay. Which is stupid because then <laughs> there are actual situations where you can get a hundred and ten. Okay. 
which is like an overkill. Right. right? So it's if I got a Wazari and then I pick This one goes to 11, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. And they used to have like quarter points, mm-hmm. which I think were called like Yokos. Right. Which um, I don't even know how those were scored. I'm glad they got rid of them because it, it just never really made sense. But the thing is like, the point I'm trying to make is it's the matches are so dumb how they're structured mm-hmm. because if I can get a good throw, that's all that matters, right? But in in the entire match, if you're kicking my ass, if you're throwing me around, I'm not being aggressive. I'm not going for anything. You know, you're 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 doing everything. Then even then, you're not awarded rewarded for any of that. Whereas right. in jiu-jitsu, if you're pushing the pace, you know, you can get advantages for almost getting something. You right. can get your points for, you know, do, you know, take down, passing the guard, all that bullshit, right? Right. You can even get like a judge's decision. Is there is there time in judo? Yeah. Okay, there is. Okay. Yeah, it's just one one uh one round. Right. It depends on like where you are. Like the Olympics I believe is like 6 minutes okay. or something. But um is it tiring? It yeah. Yeah, high, higher level judo, it's very tiring. Yeah. Because it's not tiring like physically in my opinion, it's more tiring mentally mm-hmm. because you're worried about a lot of things. Yeah, I always feel like those. They look whenever I'm, whenever so I feel like when I'm on my feet in the gi, and I'm on my feet with somebody who knows judo like you, I'm worried, dude. Yeah, it's it's very fear inducing. <laughs> the funny thing is, the better you get, and the the more you know the other person doesn't isn't very confident, the more relaxed you feel. Like, right. um, who was I rolling with? I was rolling with um, Victor, mm-hmm. and I, like he was like trying to take me down. He's trying to do all this shit, and I was like. After class, I just told him, like, dude, literally, the way you look and the way you stand, I have no confidence in your takedowns whatsoever. I do not respect your takedowns whatsoever. Like, I actually said this to him, and he's like, really, why? It's like, because you look <laughs> you just like crushed shit. his world. Yeah, I was like, you look like shit. <laughs> like, that's that's the thing about judo. Yeah. If you show something, then you're giving the guy, like, a, a different sense of you. It's like It's almost like reverse psychology. Right. Like, if you look a lot of judo matches... They look gassed as fuck, but it's not because it's probably not because they are. It's because they're trying to give off the essence that they are. Right. It's just a mental game. That's that's what it is. Right. Um, but I guess that's more. Um, that's that that just shows like the polar opposites between judo and wrestling. Right. Because then you have these guys that are like super fucking aggressive, and then you have these guys that are, literally look like they're about to fall asleep. Um, and on top of that, but they're like, still explosive. Yeah. It's it's all that. Just a, all that. And bang, it's yeah. over. Um, but um, It also looks painful as shit. It can be. Because there are a lot of situations mm. where if you get caught in a submission, which is, I mean, submissions in general are rare, but pretty much every submission, they're going out. Right. Because tapping doesn't really even matter. Arm bars? Arm bars, you're, you're breaking arms. That's, <sighs> really? that's legit it. Like there, if you look up a judo compilation of finishes, a lot of them they're probably going to be out on their feet, or they're just out in general, or they're going to have broken limbs. Because like I don't know what it is, but a lot of higher level guys don't respect the tap. Like so, they're they're not going to let go if you. They're tap. not going to let go. Like Sakuraba style tap. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> that's why Sakuraba does it, because he's not going to let go until the ref tells him to. Huh. So if you watch a lot of higher level judo matches, especially at the Olympics. If they get a submission, they're oh, not fucking letting go. They're locking in. They're locking in. They're looking at the ref. They're not waiting for points or anything. They're not waiting for a tap. They're looking at the ref. How good are the refs in judo, man? The ref is going to wait for the, the person to show that they're 
they're over. It's over. But is he saying something? Let go, or is no, he grabbing? No, they don't him say anything. They're just they they have hand signals. That's it. You have to. So oh, there's not even to, they're not even saying anything. No, no. So you talks. have to visibly see the person yeah. say let go. Yeah. So if they're if they're choked out, nothing's gonna happen. Maybe the ref is like some of them are if they're good or if they're nice, they're gonna bend over and be like oh, that person's out. It's you know, ipon whatever. Brutal. Yeah. That's it's, just brutal. You have to pay attention to the hand signals. That's why the guys always look at the ref like this. Like they got lock, armbar locked in. They're like all the way back here. Yeah. And they're just all right, now I can let go. So I got the hand signal, I can let go. There's a lot of injuries. Yeah. But it's also because you know, submissions just they're just not they don't happen. Mm-hmm. No one really goes to the ground like that. I mean you have guys like um you know Travis Stevens? Yeah, the Jiu Jitsu Judo guy. Yeah. He actually started out in judo, um, interesting enough. But he's good. He's really good. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, most of his matches end by submission because he wants he wants to get down there and because I remember in the what was it 2012 mm-hmm. when he competed at the Olympics, did um, he submit a lot of people? Right. Yeah, he pulled guard. You know, he was doing technically illegal things just to get to the ground because like that's what he'd been training. But yes, I mean, I don't know. That's I guess that's the similar thing between the two. Yeah, it's just they really don't give a fuck what happens to the other guy as long as they're winning. That's crazy. But it's like I feel like in even in the same thing in. Going back to wrestling, like <laughs> there's no sub- at least there's submissions in judo, yeah, right. In wrestling, like you're putting people into precarious positions, literally joint locks to get them to their back, yeah. And sometimes it's like physically impossible to get to get to their back. So like spladels, right? Yeah, you get you've seen spladels. I've seen like kids competitions in wrestling where kids will be. And in a spladel, it's say it's a it's a really precarious position for one person has. I'll have my um my your legs one of your legs trapped um, uh bet- with both my legs kind of scissored together and um your your torso or your back I'm sorry is is um resting upon my, my almost like my torso and then your other leg I'm controlling with my arms. And in order for you to get out of the pain by me, and I'm basically, I'm stretching, stretching your legs, like almost doing the, you're forcing you to do the splits in order for you to, to absolve yourself from the pain that you're, you're, you're feeling in your groin area. You have to shimmy your, your shoulders down to the mat to basically pin yourself. Yeah. And sometimes you're the people I'll see kids like their, their shoulders are so high up on the other person's torso. It's, physically impossible for them to shimmy their shoulders down to get bent. And they're just screaming and crying in pain and they won't stop it. There's no tapping in it. And I've yeah. seen kids tap physically tap because they may be oh, yeah, seen in jiu-jitsu or MMA and the ref won't stop it. Right. The ref won't stop it because that's that there's no taps. You Dude, just, I you actually just... saw uh, my cousin well, I was watching my cousin wrestle and he got a guy in a spladel and he same, same thing. He couldn't really, the guy really couldn't go back and pin himself, basically. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, screaming. He was tapping. And this is what the ref, the ref was like. You can't tap. <laughs> he, that's, that's just what he said. And then my cousin just let it go. He's just like, all right, I don't, I don't want to. I'm not trying to hurt. Yeah. yeah. But, but they, I mean. But there are guys out there. They're just not going to let it go. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you see a lot of, again, couple that with aggression and, like, pace and explosiveness. Man. You, people will, will get hurt. So that in that that sense, like 
I almost think like, okay, the, the cool thing about jujitsu and what you, um, and when you tap somebody, there's a submission. It's called a submission for a reason because yeah. you're literally, you're physically submitting to that person's will, right? You're submitting to them physical to their physical will. And wrestling, you talk about like physical dominance and saying that, um, you know, you're trying to break somebody's will and that's how I'm going to break this guy's will. Well, you know, sometimes you can see it. You Maybe you can physically see it. Maybe you can't. But in jujitsu, when, if you were to have me in an arm bar and I tap, I'm telling you that you could have physically made me here and I'm going to say, please let go. Yeah. I'd, I've learned my lesson this time. And the same thing with a choke. If you're choking me and I, I don't, like I'm saying you literally could have fucking killed me right now. And, yeah, and we actually literally killed, killed you exactly. Permanent um, brain damage, dude. Yeah, I um. One thing though, that I think can can break wills in wrestling mm-hmm. is uh, pace. No, not not just pace, but like if you if the guy shows you that he is just superior to you in every way possible, right? Like have you ever seen one of those matches where it's just like. Takedown after takedown after takedown. Like in folk style, you take a guy down, that's two points. If he gets back up, that's... Or if he gets out, up and out, that's one point for him. I knew a guy who would just constantly take his his opponents down. Never cared for the pin. He'd right. just take him down, let him up. Right. And it got to the point where it was either a tech fall, which is basically... It's like a mercy rule, right? It's like if you score, what is it, 15 points more than the guy? Yeah. 15 That's points in more than the guy. Style college, yeah. high school. 15 points more than the guy, you win automatically. There were guys that would just be on their knees waiting for him for the dude to come pin him cuz they're just like fuck this. Yeah. Like the scoreboard says 14-7, I'm done. They're mentally broken. Yeah, that that's point, right? that's the mental breaking. You're right. That that you can see in wrestling. Uh, so that stuff's fun. So <laughs> let's go back to wrestling because what I will say if you Cause I'm a fan of sports, right? Yeah. And of the ones that are of the sports to me, like that's the most fun to watch. Wrestling is more fun to watch than jujitsu for me. Oh, for sure. 100%. Easily. Like 100%. it's just super entertaining. It's, it's a lot more easy to, to tell for the, for the, for the untrained eye as, uh, who's, who's winning the match from a, from a positional standpoint. Yeah. If you don't know what's going on in jujitsu, I mean, you're going to look somebody on their back and the other guy's on their feet trying to pass. You don't know who's, yeah, you don't know what you think the guy on their back's losing. It's like that shit we're doing crab rides. If you guys don't know what a crab ride is in jujitsu, just look <laughs> it up. We were doing that. Some two, two new guys were there that day. Two, Brand and new. they were just looking at it like, "What the <laughs> fuck is this shit?" <laughs> like I, our heads are literally underneath the other guy's ass. You're teabagging yourself. Yeah, we're teabagging ourselves for like five minutes straight. That's that's how weird jujitsu gets. Yeah, but then in wrestling, it's just like. Oh, clearly someone's winning because someone's on top. Right. He just took him down. You could see that that actually happened. There's the two points. It's yeah. easy. And it's and the fast pace also lends to excitement. Yeah, and for sure. And it, that happens at every level. Right. You could watch any level of wrestling and you'll be entertained. Right. Even even kids. I right. actually, I like watching kids. Like little kids wrestle. Because there's always something going on. There's yeah, a lot of scoring with little kids. Yeah, because they're fucking funny. Yeah. But then when you watch like jiu-jitsu, kids are cute. But then when you start getting up to like adults, any level, most of the higher level guys aren't even that entertaining. Right. They're not entertaining, but it's, 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 I, I still take a lot 
out of you watching learn from it. it from learning it because it, it there's a lot of technical technical things yeah, that are going on yeah from a learning on. standpoint it's good yeah from an entertainment standpoint it's pure bullshit i so let me t- i i watched in the same night i watched the nca championships the year which were in march i watched the semifinals it, in the in semifinals it also the, it's also takes place in the same time as the blood rounds and the blood rounds is like where in, in freestyle, they call it repechage, where yeah. if you lose and you go into the blood rounds where you're you're trying to win, it's like double elimination yeah. in wrestling in the NCAAs. And so it's super competitive. Guys are just like, they don't want to go home with nothing. And then the semis is obviously you're, you're wrestling to, to get to the next day, which is the finals. And man, and like the amount of close matches, the amount of like like how, you know, people are, are going after it. Um there's, you know, you're, people, if you're stalling, they're calling you for stalling and everything like that. And I watched that, right? And I, it was so super exciting to watch. The next, like, in that next hour, though, the same that same weekend, Pan Ams was going on. <laughs> so Pan, the Pan, Pan Ams is the, I guess, is the second most, the biggest IBJJF tournament of the, of, um, of the year, yeah. Of the year next That's, to, aside next from Worlds. Worlds, right. And, um, it was the absolute round. It was so it was a Saturday, so the finals would be the next day. And I was watching. It was two high level guys, man. It was uh, Lucas Barbosa, who's a phenomenal fucking, fucking grappler. Beast. Yeah, beast. And um, uh, Gaparera, I think is his name. He's the guy from GF Team. Do you know him? He's um, he's at Ohio. He's lights know. out. His guards fucking lights out. He's really really good. Anyway. Those guys were going at it, and it's a ten minute match. And but man, it was boring because I'm listening, and, and I'm not no, I'm not against those guys because they're they're amazing, right? But it was boring because they would they would get to positions, and um, you know, Pereira was was definitely wanting to pull guard, and he pulled guard, and and Lucas Barbosa's wanted to pass, and he's really really good at that double underpass, and the other guys are just gonna so he's just hugging his hips, and they're staying there, they stayed in double unders not letting him pass and he's trying to pass and you know in the same position they look like they weren't doing shit at all yeah. for the for like the past time i was like man this is lights out i just went through like how does this happen it's because one sport's just more exciting to watch and they in the way that it's the way designed. that it's structured yeah the way it's structured is just more fun to watch man and like i think another thing that lends to it is um the round system because you're just you just said so in jiu-jitsu it's just one round yeah that's it it, you get like five minutes, six minutes, seven, ten minutes, yeah. twenty minutes sometimes. That's it. So if you score and you act like you're you're trying to do something, you win. You yeah. know, you don't you can stall the entire time. But then in wrestling, you have like three rounds, anywhere from like one minute to three minutes. Yeah. And if you don't achieve anything in the first round, you have another round and another round. But if you get close to achieving something in, in one round and you don't, it's it's heartbreaking because then you have to go to another round and do the same shit. Like there would be situations where you're so close to a pin or so close to getting points and then it's on to the next round. Right. You know, and that makes people, I think subconsciously, think that they have to continue to push the pace. I remember um, one of my wrestling coaches in high school, he actually does jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. But... um. He he actually taught me how to do an arm triangle for wrestling, so you could choke the guy out while you're right. pinning him, because it's the only legal choke you can do. But um, anyway, as long as you have an arm in there, yeah. it's a legal choke in wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he he was saying that 
you have to treat every round like it's the last and you're down. So then that way, everyone's pushing the pace constantly. And then that's what creates excitement. Because like, if, if someone's pushing the pace... There's urgency. Yeah, there's urgency. You, you feel stressed out. If you're watching it, you feel stressed out. Right. Because someone's doing something. Right. Like, did you ever watch... Um, it was a Kyle Dake. Yeah. When he won his fourth title. Yeah, I did. A couple of years ago. Yeah. Who do, who do you against? Um, he beat David Taylor. Yeah. Who was also a phenomenal wrestler. From uh, Penn State, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was a two-time national champion, two-time Hodge Trophy winner. Yeah. And you, you could tell during the match, Kyle Dake would not let up. He was winning and he would not let up. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I think he went in with the same mindset. Like, I feel like a lot of wrestlers go with the mindset that they're fucking losing and they're got to win. Right, like their life depended on it. It happens all the time. It's just, that's, and I, that's what again. That's what makes it exciting. You know, yeah. it really does. And then in jiu-jitsu, you got guys like, okay, I'm winning, I'm good, right? Or like, if I just score an advantage here, I'm gonna win. Yeah, which yeah. is, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. So, so couple of that, I find IBJJF point jiu-jitsu way more exciting than I do like these submission only tournaments. Really. Fuck yeah. Because if you look at it, there's more... Usually, I don't know who where I saw it. Maybe it was Jiu-Jitsu Times or what have you, but they did some analytics one year on the... They were, maybe they were mentoring, like, because EBI's submission only, mm-hmm. right? Versus um, your Worlds or your Pans. There's more submissions in Worlds and Pans than there are, like, per match, basically. Yeah. But they measured how many matches per against, like, EBI. There's more submissions. And the reason is because because of points and because of time. Because if and we talk about urgency in wrestling, okay. Yeah. So if 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 you're if you're beating me in jujitsu in a points match, I'm down by two. There's a minute left. I gotta do something, right? And I may be in your guard. I have to do something to get to to get that three points. So sometimes I'm either gonna pass your guard or like I'm gonna go for a submission that. That's like a Hail Mary. Back, yeah, Hail Mary, and it's there. Or I'm trying to pass your gun and I do something stupid and I land in a triangle and I'm out. Right. And that that happens a lot because so the so time, the the variable of time and the variable of score adds to a sense of urgency in in IBJJF competitions that you don't see, I feel like, in these no time limit, no and submission only matches. But also you have to pay for IBJJF. You do you have to pay. It's like hundred and fifty dollars. You don't want to fucking lose out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't want to lose. Yeah. But then in EBI, you're paid. You're paid. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, a lot of those guys are actually higher level. Yeah. So if you have a higher level guy going against like a high level guy, submissions probably aren't going to happen. Right. You look at dude, dude, literally. I've seen because it's not like people let people pass their. Most guard. of them are also high as shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. It's like, it's like they miss an opportunity. Like whoa. Do we want to take a break real quick? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I just wanted to get a drink of water, and I'm, that fucking fan is killing me. What were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about time limits and jujitsu and the scoring oh, yeah. and all that stuff. So, which is which is cool. Let's talk about. You want to talk about USA wrestling? USA wrestling and Russian, whatever, every Russian wrestling too. So there's oh, dude, uh, Russian wrestling, dude. Yeah. So we have the world championships coming up. Yeah. And that's coming up in September. 
<clears throat> I keep up with USA wrestling because it's that's fun um, for me to watch USA in the the most popular international style of wrestling that America is interested in is freestyle because it's close it's <clears throat> it's the closest thing to folk style that we have. Whereas Greco Roman is not you can't Greco Roman yeah. completely different. Yeah, it's more similar to judo because it's our all upper yeah. body throws right. Um, they come out each other standing, right? And in, in freestyle, it's same same type of takedowns you, you get in folk style. Kids growing up, you know, going for legs and shooting on legs and all that stuff. Um, but there's way more ways to score in freestyle. Yeah. And the matches. In- I was, was going to say, the, I think the only big difference is that freestyle is like basically a, a more complicated version of folk style. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. And folk style... Easiest way to, to explain it is that if uh, if I, if you if I'm controlling you, I take you down and I get you to your back. I have to if I if I if I keep you on your back for either two seconds or up to five seconds. It depends on how many that'll that'll determine when you score. If it's two seconds, I score two points. If it's up to five seconds, I'm going to score. In right, college now, it's, you get four points. So four. You, yeah, you get a lot more. Because um, <laughs> they wanted to like make it more exciting for the viewer, I mean, like, oh, guess, shit, like but... bigger scores and all that stuff. So um, the um, and in and in freestyle, you don't even need to do that. If I just expose your shoulders for even yeah, a, a split second, it's two points. It's two points. Like so, if I just you shoot on me and I and I I um, I sprawl and then I hug my hands around your waist. It's kind of a called called a gut wrench, and I flip you over my my head because me flipping over your, me over over my head expose your shoulder for literally not even a not even a half second, just a split second. That's two points for me. Um, if I get behind you and I'm on my feet and I toss you over my head, that's a five point move. So yeah. it's because I literally took you from feet all the way to back. Just like that, and that's that's a that's a meaningful fight. You also can score for pushing people out of a, a circle, which yeah. I like because that that kind of negates the people kind of stalling at the end, yeah. edge of the mats that you see. Yeah, and passiveness. And and folks in freestyle, you have you you can you can score a point just from pushing them out. Um, so anyway, USA wrestling world championships they're coming up in September. The reason it's really exciting is the past three years in a row, I think like the USA um, has probably put together some of the best the best teams, and they have one of the best teams they've had. You know, probably last year was maybe maybe been their best team, um, and so they won it. They won the World Championships in 2017, and um, they took second last year, um, and uh, they're. They're one of the favorites this year going into 2019. So that'll be September. And it's um, almost always they're going head to head with Russia. Um, For with like everything. With every Russia's. Well, you, you talked about this on one of your podcasts. Michael. I did. You, did, you yeah. talked about the. the, the like a Dagestani. Dagestani Russia. So let's. <clears throat> it's. I'm really interested in. The, um, I'm really interested in that part of the world. But it's it's even more than just Dagestan. Okay, so southern the, the southern Russia is is these two states of southern Russia called Dagestan. Uh, there's three states: Dagestan, Chechnya, and Ossetia. I think I'm saying that right. So, um, and they're bore and they're they're in the Caucasus Mountain regions. And so, the Caucasus Mountain region is this, is a sliver of a mountain region between the Caspian Sea and the Black Sea. And so 
um, to the south of Russia, you have these, you have, you have these two, this, the kind of a sliver of a, of a, not a sliver, it's a big piece of land, right? And um, one side is the Black Sea and the other side is the Caspian Sea. And um, to the south of Russia um, borders, you have, you have um, what's called Azerbaijan and Iran. Azerbaijan was a former Soviet Republic yep. that won its independence and it's part of the Caucasus mountain region. Right. And below Azerbaijan is kind of, is, is most of Iran. And to, to the, to the east of Ossetia and Dagestan and all that, you have Armenia and Georgia, which are also former Soviet republics. Right. And then to the east of those, you have Turkey. Right. West. To the, to, to the West. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So to the, he's, I, I was like, yeah, he's in the West. yeah. So to the, so, but part of the, the Caucasus mountain region, you have, you have, Southern Russia, which is made up of Dagestan, Chechnya, and Ossetia. And then you have, um, to the west of that, you have Armenia and Georgia. And to the south of that, you have Azerbaijan. And they're all part of this Caucasus mountain region. And then the two countries that are below them, you have, you have the countries that are below them, you have Iran. And to the west, to the west, you have Turkey. And it's fucking weird, man. Like how How many wrestling superpowers are from this one area of the world you know what's really interesting too they're all really good. fun fact guys caucus the caucus mountains is actually where the word caucasian comes from right but you know what's also interesting it's like wrestling is is amazing there right, right. but then it's also amazing as you start spreading out right like you go to bulgaria you go to um, albania great wrestlers you go to even like even like iraq great wrestlers they're also really good at weightlifting for some reason. <laughs> and I think that actually plays into it. The fact that they're from this tough region. Yeah, but also because both of those are really explosive sports. Right. You have to be explosive. And they are. They're fucking freaks of nature. Like, they're crazy there. Yeah, but, like, I mean, but I, I do think it comes from... It's a cultural thing. Too. It's a cultural thing, but, like, let the history of the Caucasus Mountain region is you have Russia... Yeah, trying to assert its dominance over other peoples in that area. So, Dagest- Dagestanis don't consider themselves Russians. Neither do Chechens. Neither do Ossetians. Neither do Georgians. Neither do Armenians or Azerbaijanis. Right? Yeah. They're all. They all. The the ones that won their independence are the ones that won their independence. But, um, for for hundreds of years, the Russians have been fighting these people to assert their dominance over them. And they, they, the big win for them was when they, you know, they became, uh, they came under Russian rule in the late 1800s. And then eventually they, uh, when they became the Soviet Union, they, they stayed, they stayed under Russian rule until what is when the, when the Soviet uh, Union dissolved. Uh, late 80s. Late 80s or late, early 90s? I can't remember. Maybe late 80s. Yeah. Late, no, wait. Um, early, it's mid 90s. You know, somewhere somewhere in the 90s. And so before, before me, right before, before Max, not before me. And I should know this, but um, so these people have been warring plus the terrain of the region is extremely rough, right? Yeah. So how tough does that make you? If all you've known is war, you're, you're pretty much your entire life. Right. And the fact that you're trying to just win your independence and not only that, they, they fought each other too. Azerbaijanis and Armenians have fought each other traditionally for years. Right. Um, Georgians as well too. And, and so these, these, these countries have kind of been warring together. These people have been warring together and they've been warring against Russia and they're all trying to win their independence. And plus the terrain of the region is really tough. So that just makes for people that are tougher. 
right? Yeah, and it's in, extremely tough guys. Yeah, and let's 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 look at Dagestan because for specifically Dagestan and Chechnya, that is. I think they're the mo- most infamous. Yeah, let's, they're let's be honest. Yeah, they're they're definitely the most infamous, and <clears throat> like the, I, I don't think people even know how to spell Azerbaijan. They don't know how to spell Azerbaijan, but. They know they definitely probably heard of Azerbaijan before they've heard of Dagestan and Chechnya, uh, maybe not Chechnya, but um, those two areas are uh, predominantly Muslim um, yeah. areas of the of the of Russia. Chechnya and Dagestan are still under Russian rule um, because of they don't, they've known war for the predominantly most for most of their history, um, uh, and they're tough people. They've they've. They've always been into combat sports. And so Dagestan and Chechnya are weird, but you, you'll have, they're all good at Sambo. They're all good at, um, Sambo is another really cool sport, but they all, they're all good at judo. They're all good at, they're all good at, um, this jiu-jitsu is really big in, in Dagestan now too. Um, they're just great at grappling. They're just that's great at grappling. They're just great. And they're great at, now they're great at MMA. You hear of Khabib Nurmagomedov? Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. We all call him Khabib. 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 Khabib was my favorite, my favorite MMA fighter. He's he's uh, he used to. Yeah, be, I was gonna ask you. That. He used to be Max's. Because you asked me that. Yeah, he's just fucking awesome, man. He's my favorite current fighter in the UFC. I'll say that. He's definitely like favorite he, fighter overall currently is is still Mighty Mouse. There's no way around. Mighty Mouse is awesome too. But Khabib is not only is he a great, he's just a great. He's a great fighter, but he's super. He comes off really humble, you know, in my opinion. Oh, extremely. Um. So anyway, so these people, um, how. What's interesting about them now, and I'm going to try this into the Muslim thing in a second. Um, they've known the death movement war. ISIS, we've all heard of it, started um, in the early 2000s. Going into Dagestan from Syria and from Iraq to recruit young boys, like young um, kind of preteen boys who are already involved in the combat sports leagues of of Dagestan and Chechnya. So, and they're, and they're, they're basically, they've been recruiting him to come out to the woods, right. And yeah. join ISIS to help fight for their cause. All right. And, and it's, and if you're a kid from there, you're easily tempted because you're a, you're Muslim too. You're, um, you're sick of the, the, the life that you have, um, a certain, you know, having to be submissive to Russian dominance and, um, the economy is not very, very good. It's you, you don't have very much opportunity. So it's, that's the big thing, right? Um, it's like, like the socioeconomic problems that they have in those, those, those parts of the world are huge. And so it's, they're easily tempted similar to what we have in inner cities here, like Chicago, yeah. LA and New York. And like, you want to join the gang life because, or you want to be a drug dealer because you don't really have the socioeconomic opportunities that say somebody has living in suburbia over here. Right. You were gonna say something. I was. I was gonna say. Um, Do you ever read that article of the New York Times about Dagestan? Yeah, specifically yeah. about these boys. And, in the- and they said something along the lines of like they only have two options, but both of those options involve fighting for their lives. Right. It's the same thing. Same exact it's, thing. It's, and that's rough because it's way worse over there. Right. Because they really don't have anything else. They don't. And so, so, so these, these schools, specifically these wrestling schools in Dagestan and Chechnya are, are, are really, there's a huge investment into them and there's a huge emphasis on keeping these kids involved in wrestling and, and involved in Sambo so that they have a future for themselves after when they get, when they get older. And so, 
you have already these kids that are already tough. They had they're super motivated because it's either do this or die. And they and you already have really good coaches, and all of a sudden you just have these monsters yeah. that come onto the mats for for the wrestlers, and now they're and they that's translated really well into just amazing MMA fighters yeah, now. Really everything, right? And these and these di- so so the majority of the Russian national team right now is made up of people from from Dagestan and Chechnya. You have the people from Ossetia are, are amazing wrestlers too right now too. So they're 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 Ossetia is the one part of southern Russia that's not Muslim. It's um, mostly Eastern Orthodox, Russian Orthodox. Um, but they're mountainous people too and they're tough and they've been through some shit too in their life. And um they're but and their wrestling's on another level. Another level. And so the the this southern part of Russia. So you're not gonna see a lot of guys from Russia who are from Siberia or from Moscow or, or St. Petersburg. I mean, there's not a lot in Siberia right. in the first place. Exactly. It's like thinking, okay, you're not going to find um, a lot of guys who are, you know, r- really good, you know, M- NBA players from, you know, whatever, whatever, like from Richmond, Virginia. Exactly. <laughs> but dude, yeah, I totally agree. And, um, do you ever, do you ever listen to uh, Will Harris on Joe Rogan's podcast? I just, I just listened to it. Yeah, I did. I did last night. Yeah, too. and he was talking about going to uh, Dagestan and and the way they lived. Being, yeah, being with Khabib, and like, you I think want to go. Yeah, I, I, me- I do want to go. I've, I've been wanting to go since Chris Weidman went. But um, he went there. Yeah, he did. He trained there. That's cool. Yeah, he he said it was it was brutal, but um, they fucked him up. Oh, dude, you you can guarantee it. Like yeah. he he was probably the biggest guy there, but they still probably fucked him up. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I mean, I think this is this is why I like Khabib so much because he's actually making a difference, right? Because he's going to these places like he's he's all over the the um, that entire area, like the entire Middle East, like Lower Russia, Eastern Europe. He's he's doing like speeches and whatnot, right? And he's actually motivating kids to follow in his footsteps, right? He's giving them a different option, you right? Know? And, and he's, he's and he's making it important. Like, hey, listen, it's imp- it's okay for your kids to learn combat sports, yeah. Right. I always think it's weird. I don't know. You probably don't. I don't know. Being, I'm just being fucking assumptive on my part about being Asian. <laughs> like martial arts. Oh, you must be Asian. You know, like you must know martial arts. It's, I think in the Middle East, it's like this. And I, I have a Middle Eastern background. There's an adverse reaction to like fighting sports, you know, in Egypt where I, my family is originally from, like, like the, aside from soccer, right. The most popular sport is squash. Like, dude, you're not gonna beat somebody's ass. You're not is. gonna be able to defend squash. Is like this, like weird version of not only not tennis, but it's a weird like version of racquetball. You know, it's just <laughs> it's like bat, it's like badminton. You know, like it's your your national sport or something like that. Come on, who cares? I shouldn't say. Some people are. I'm sure they really like squash. Don't they're bashing the shit on the squash right now. But um, yeah, it's like you know, it, you, there's certain. I think it's cool that he's saying, at, you know. Teach your kids wrestling. Teach your kids, you know, sambo. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu, sambo, judo. I, I say it all the time. Right. And I don't say it because, like, there's there's physical benefits or because there's, you know, um, self-defense benefits. I say it because there's, a, there's a, a spiritual and a mental benefit that no one thinks about as much, even with wrestling. Because in wrestling, of course, you're going to get a strong mentality, right. but you're going to get discipline. You're going to get, 
humility, especially you're if you're humble. really serious about it. Right. Um, you're going to get all these things from every martial art that you do. If you do it the right way. Because I don't... When you look at the, like American martial arts, um, and this might be like from a from a closed lens, you know, from like, from like the uh, cave or whatever, but when I look out at it, American martial arts is where humility goes to die. Mm-hmm. Cause then you have guys like Conor McGregor, you have guys like, um, Floyd Mayweather, right? You have guys like, I mean, America, America, America likes money and controversy dog. Yeah. But they also like a guy that's overconfident, right? The brash. That's the controversy. Yeah. Like Ben Askren, right? Overconfidence is what, what makes your money. Right. But then in other places, overconfidence is what gets you killed. Right. If you talk shit, it's over. Right. Like, Two piece in a biscuit, bro. Or two I mean, piece yeah, in a combo drink. Yeah. You you saw that with um you know Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, Masvidal came up from a really rough area. You saw that with with Radio Romero, Khabib, all these guys that come up from different areas, not not the US really, that they don't like that shit. It just doesn't fly the same way. Right. That's that's why I say like the the, the reason you should do martial arts is isn't for blah blah blah. Maybe and there's a certain bit, thing they're talking shit about that you just like, dude, okay, you got, like what are you expecting? Like you're talking yeah. about a Talking guy who's family, yeah, who's in all all of this important term in terms of honor is family and religion, yeah. you know, his people, and you're just throwing that, you know, that you just no care. All right, man, bad yeah. things will happen. And they're actually doing you a favor by beating your ass, right? Because then you're not going to get killed somewhere else, right? Because then you have all these like Russian fanboys that like literally love Khabib, right? Like everyone from that area loves Khabib, right? They would literally kill for him, yeah. I mean, they, they, they're just, or they just want to assert, you know, show and prove or what have you, right? So yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, we're talking about the world championships that are coming up. Yeah. So yeah, you're gonna have a house party here. Everyone's invited. <laughs> Come out to a meds. Yeah, we're gonna do a house party for the. It's gonna. It's in uh, Noor Noor uh, Sultan in Kazakhstan, which bit was the city. That city is uh, the capital of Kazakhstan. Which is gonna be if it's on there, it's gonna be on like at two or three in the morning over here. <laughs> so, I don't know how we're gonna be. Maybe the maybe the weekends. We'll but, watch uh, the highlights. Yeah, but America's gonna be awesome. They've got really good wrestlers. You guys probably heard of Jordan Burroughs. He's yeah. the man. Um, he won the spot for seventy four kilograms. They have uh, Kyle Snyder. He's amazing. Ninety seven kilograms. Three time champion. Um, Jaden Cox, 92 kilograms, amazing. Um, or just won Worlds last year, probably the most underrated wrestler in the world right now, and they, they think could be, be the best. He's my favorite, more fun, most fun to watch. Um, and they got some other guys that are just up and coming, monsters, and then Russia has uh, a guy by the name of Abdul, Abdul Rashid Sajulayev, who's from Dagestan. And, um, and they're saying he could be the greatest wrestler of all time eventually when he's also, when it's all said and done. He's young. He's only like 22, 23 years old. Um, he's gone head to head with Kyle Snyder twice and he, they split. And so they've, uh, this, this will be the third time if they, they make it to the finals, they'll probably be exciting to watch. Um, so yeah, it's fun to watch. It's fun to see that, you know, USA do really well and have a cool rivalry against of all countries, Russia, you know, when we're not going at each other in the mats, we're going at each other in our fake Everywhere elections. <laughs> Dude, no, I mean, what what other countries are producing higher level wrestlers though? Iran, um, 
So like going back to what we were saying earlier, right? You got so that Caucasus region, right? Is you have southern Russia, Azerbaijan, you have um, Georgia, and you have Armenia, all in that little area, and right, literally to the west of Arme- Armenia, is Turkey, and right to the south of south of Azerbaijan is Iran, and those two countries mixed with Russia, and the ones in in, in the middle there are just that's where all the talent is. Like there's really there's really just I mean Iran is amazing as an amazing wrestling country. And Turkey is an amazing wrestling country. Um and what's really weird also is like now there's other America is like the one in the West that's that's awesome. Right. Yeah. Um and then you have for some reason you have India who's really, really good. And also Japan. Japan at the lighter weights is I think Japan is good at wrestling because wrestling is actually really fucking popular there. Yeah. I think that's it's because of like the catch wrestling, the shoot wrestling right. that they have over there. Um, they like martial arts in general. It's like it is a martial art. Yeah, but wrestling is actually really, really popular. Yeah. Like, even like pro wrestling. Yeah. This, the that's pro actually wrestling. what catch wrestling was. Like yeah. Shoot wrestling. Before it. And is it let me ask you, do you know shit, shit about the pro wrestling in Japan? Is it, is it is it like our pro wrestling or is it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, the, it evolved to that. Well, so their pro wrestling, um, I can't remember if it's shoot or catch. But it's one of those where I think it's shoot. Yeah. But basically, what happens is um, they have fixed matches. Right. But then they also have real, actual wrestling matches slash MMA fights. Yeah. Um, and they have this actual like unspoken rule during a match, if it's fixed or not. If someone says, "Let's shoot," or like you shoot, you know, something like that, like a trigger word, they're actually just gonna fucking fight. Wow. Yeah. So it could go from an entertaining, you know, we're just having fun. It's like if me and a med are shoot wrestlers, we're just in the ring, like wrestling. We already agreed upon that a med is going to win by points or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then during the match, either I or him just secretly says, hey, let's shoot. Then we're just going to fucking go all out. And then I could actually win the fight. And the promoters aren't going to say shit about it. And it turns out like, like basically an MMA fight. Yeah. That actually happened. It was um, a pretty famous story. can't remember the guy. Um, he's some guy from from the U.S. who actually went over there to do shoot wrestling. Mm-hmm. He was he was actually a pretty high level wrestler, mm-hmm. and he was just there. He's like doing like pro wrestling, and then the guy um, he was supposed to be he was supposed to beat said, "You shoot." During the fight, and he actually just right after he said, they just fucking clocked him in the face, mm-hmm. and the the American was just like, "All right, I guess we're doing this," and they just went all out. They just fucking fought. Was that was it, Don Fry? Who's the guy? I think so. Maybe I don't I know. I think so. I I I feel like it was a smaller guy because I actually watched the video. Okay. I don't know. Was Don Fry ever small? No, he's a big dude. Yeah, it might have been Don Fry, but that's that. that Were was they clocking one. each other's face back and forth like that? That no, was that, that, was, that was pride, right? Yeah, that was pride. That was okay. an actual fight. That was okay. a Korean. You racist bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was um, it was pretty old. I think it was like the um early two thousands. But the guy was just like that. That was like the only English he spoke. You shoot. You shoot. Yeah, and then he punched him in the face. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. There's, yeah. Dude, Japanese I mean, I guess that creates good wrestlers, right? It's got to. I mean, it's got to get create, I mean, just that level of, you know, whatever kind of adversity. I mean, those, yeah, you're right. Japan is, Japan's a weird, weird place when it comes to, like, fighting and martial arts and all that stuff, too, man. They just love, they They're love that. when it comes to a lot of things. Yeah. Let's be honest. Dude, like some of those early pride 
even late ones they were they were they're just there were a lot of times freak shows right they're just like oh yeah I'm that's gonna, all they cared about jose canseco fighting you know? who's um that f- fucking like 600 pound guy that fought in pride yoko ono or yoko no pride. yoko ono is a uh, really bad person we're not gonna talk about her <laughs> <laughs> But it's the, it, I know you're talking about it. it's the huge huge yeah, and, the, the huge and Hoy, Hoyce fought him yeah Hoyce fought him Fedor fought him right Fedor knocked him knocked him out like three times <laughs> he knocked him out he got back up knocked him out again Hoyce broke his arm right yeah it was but yeah they had freak shows like that they had freak shows like the um, Jose Canseco fought the Korean guy you're talking about the tall the tall Korean guy yeah he did Doman Doman Chu yeah and he got his ass kicked by uh, Dude, they have they have shit like that all the time. I feel like they're much of much like if you found if it's like okay here's a we're gonna find a guy with no legs and a guy with no <laughs> arms and we're gonna tie them together <laughs> and we're gonna stick them in against fight this this fucking panda bear and we're gonna just go at it like it's gonna happen. Dude, they have crazy shit. Like I actually know a guy. Um, he's black from the U.S. Oh, really? And um, <laughs> no, this is the funny thing. Okay. He's a game show host over there. Oh, really? And the reason he's over there is because he's black. What? Yeah, they found because he was visiting Japan. He's like he's like one of those um those Weibos. You know what a Weibo is? No. People hate when they're called Weibo. Weibo is basically um someone trying to be Asian through anime. Huh. You know what I'm talking about? Like is that like those, all these cosplays kids that are? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That, yeah, it's seen. like that kind of person. That's a Weeb or a Weibo. But that uh, yeah, so this weird. guy. This guy Why, was, was he trying to be a Weibo? He was pretty Weibo. He, he watched a lot of anime, yeah. um, and that's actually how he learned Japanese was through anime. That's kind of cool. He actually. visited Japan, and they're like, "You, I want you." And then he became a game show host. That and was, he speaks Japanese. Yeah, well, he speaks it now because he's been living there for like three years. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's literally what they do. They're just like, like, let's good... find the freakiest thing we can find, and then put him in, in front of a camera, and people watch. Yeah, and people will watch. You know, yeah. you have shit like Gabby Garcia fighting like fifty-year-old ladies. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. That's sad too. Like, what the hell? Yeah, but I, mean, the, I don't know what it is. It's really weird because they have shit like that, but then they have like legit, real, artists. real like badass MMA guys. That yeah, are just like you know, super fun to watch that are, or cool like or guys that are super entertaining that are really, really. Who's the what's the guys? Um. Who's the guy who always went, when he, he when he would win he would uh, Genki Sudo. Genki. Do you know him? Yeah. He would do like he would do the robot in the middle of fights yeah. and stuff. But he was also cool because whenever he won he would carry that flag with every single country's flag yeah. on there and it would say we are we're all one. It was a cool. We are all one. Yeah. Yeah. He had a uh, freaking Sakuraba, the creator of the the face stomp. Oh. The jumping face stomp. You know what I'm talking about? He yeah. did that on a. Uh, we were talking about that the Shogun. other day with like. Oh, he did that on Shogun. He did it to Shogun, and then Shogun took it. And he's, he became he, he, yeah, he's he, the one that started. He showed it all to Brazilians, yeah. and they're like, and "They're like, oh shit, this works." Yes, Vanderlei starts yeah. stopping the motherfuckers. Fucking, out. No, wait, was it Shogun or Vitor? It was one of the one of the uh, shooter box guys. The shoot box Vitor was a BTT. Oh, was it? Yeah, he was. So it had it, to it was, been, it was it's Shogun or Vanderlei. Yeah. But yeah, he fucking jumped on him and just like stomped him. Didn't really work, but it was just entertaining to watch. Vanderlei knocking motherfuckers out with that. I mean, yeah, that's why I call them axe murder. <laughs> Fucking axe kick the shit out of people. Do we have to? We have to start training pretty soon. Uh, it's six. Six o'clock. Okay. 
Yeah, we got time. We train. Yeah, uh, we're gonna train today, guys. We're, we're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do all the shit we've been talking about. Um, we're gonna do axe kicks. <laughs> not even axe kicks. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that. But the, if, do you? Let me ask you this: Do you ever think like? I have not watched it, but I hear really good things. You probably have. Do you ever think one FC is going to take take the place of what Pride was? Um, I don't think so, because UFC's got too much of a stranglehold. Uh, well, because one FC is actually based in Singapore, right? And so it's not Japanese. Yeah, but also because Singapore, they are extremely strict about what they show. Huh. So there's not going to be a lot of freak show shit that Pride did. There's not going to be any of those fixed matches kind of things. So it's it's all about who's the better fighter. Right. You know, and their rules are really weird too, like the weight cutting situation. Well, how does that work? So um basically I know that you they, it's hard to weight cut, right? It is. So what happens is fights are announced a lot quicker. Matches are done a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And weigh-ins are done the um the, the day, day of. of. Okay. But weight weight classes are ten pounds heavier. What do you mean? On average, so like flyweight, mm-hmm. traditionally it's one twenty five. Right. In one FC, it's one thirty five. Okay. And then it goes up from there. So welterweight is one eighty five. Wow. Middleweight is two oh five. So when Demetrius Johnson fought, he weighed in, quote unquote, at one thirty five. And the reason I say quote unquote is because. He'd you read. never get to see him weigh in. Right. No no one's visibly seen or they're they're not recorded weighing in. Right. Just to ensure that, you know, nothing goes out, leaks out or whatever. I don't know why, but that they just that's just how they do it. So they're saying you gotta weigh one you gotta weigh the day of and the weight limit is one thirty five. So then that way he's not cutting down yeah. to one twenty five the night before and mm-hmm. it makes it that much difficult. Yeah, it ma- it makes it harder because a rehydration process typically takes a whole day. Right. Um, but then it also makes it harder in another way because it's not open. So you don't know if the guy's actually weighing in at the right weight or not. Right. So like the guy that um, Demetrius Johnson fought, I can't remember his name, but that guy looked like he was two or three weight classes above him. He was massive. Did he gas in the fight? No, props props to Demetrius Johnson for, for finishing him. Mm-hmm. But he looked like he was struggling. Like he looked like he was fighting like, like a a, a lightweight or like a that was huge featherweight. Yeah, he was huge, and it was it it looked like Demetrius Johnson was going to lose at multiple points, not just one, not just two, but multiple points during the fight. Do you think he? Do you think he's going to get used to fighting like that? I think so. Yeah, I think he's him and John Jones are, in my mind, the two best fighters of all time. You can, you know, think Khabib will be in there if he wins his last two fights here or whatever. Uh, the, so here, here, let me clarify. Okay. <laughs> I mean, best in terms of technique, mm-hmm. um, skill, you mm-hmm. know, talent. Yeah, yeah. But also, just how uh, how good they can show themselves to be. Like every fight, Demetrius has adapted to something. Mm-hmm. Every fight, he's he's grown in some way. Like you, we're talking about a guy who does a suplex. Into an armbar, that was sick. You know, and he trained specifically to do that. Right. You have John Jones, who adapts literally round per round. Right. Like during the Gustafson fight, he was losing badly in the first two rounds. In the third round, he fixed something, and then all of a sudden he's winning. Right. He's just blowing through the guy. You know. Right. 
and like the second DC fight, he knocks him out with a head kick, and that first exactly. fight was closer. And he adapted it. Right. He said during the first fight, he recognized something. Right. Let me train specifically for it. You know, it's things like that. Um, and props to Khabib too for improving his striking. But that's the one thing that's keeping him out of, in my mind, of greatest fighter of all time. I I watched him. I was like, I think his head movement. He looks pretty good striking. He just, oh, he's, he's but he's he uses he only uses his striking just to set up the takedown. Exactly. And like if he could, if he could do what he did to Connor, Khabib Grakwa fuck. Not not just that, but in the third the round, other, other fight, he stood with him the entire yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. He actually slip him. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, 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 yeah. He do slip, then he do smish. <laughs> you know. Uh, if he keeps doing that, then yeah, he's he's in the conversation for me, and it, along with GSP, you know. And it's just like they're they're more complete fighters, I right, guess. Right. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. Greatest so, of all time, probably John Jones. If it wasn't for all his controversy. Man, he's got some shit fucking controversy, dude. Yeah. Have you listened to the uh, Al Jermaine podcast? With, well, uh, no, I haven't listened to that. He, he talked about partying with John Jones. Pretty crazy. Yeah. He's saying like John John would literally like be out taking like shots before a fight. Cocaine? Yeah. Cocaine, alcohol, drug, whatever it was. And then he goes to fight like the next day. That's fucking nuts. And he's still fucking people up. You remember what he said to um, DC at the uh, press conference? Mm-mm. He's like, bitch, I beat you while I was high on cocaine. Really? Yeah. He, he openly said that. He's like, I was like, I was high as shit, and I, I still knocked your ass out. That's crazy. Do you, you think it, I mean, I don't know, maybe it'd be like a... That's just how good he is. Yeah. It looks like he's high. He's a... Uh, he, the way he gets in there, he looks, he looks intense, right? He looks like he's trying to kill you. Yeah, he like, definitely That's just how fucking tough he is. Right. That's also why I think he's probably the greatest of all time. Like, his technique is there. If you watch his first UFC fight, he looked terrible. But that was also because he had only been training MMA for, like, six months. Right. But all this shit is the same reason he's, like, not endearing to to people. Because he's a fucking... As a person, I don't like him. But as a fighter, you got to respect him. Oh, for sure. You're going to watch him and be like, wow, that that motherfucker can... Yeah, that's just something else. Yeah. You know, a lot of people take it too emotionally. Right. Like... A lot of people, when they watch Connor, they're going to be like, oh, he, he gasses too quick. He's not a good grappler. He's actually a great grappler. Right. He's really good. He's really good at jiu-jitsu. Yeah, he's really good. It's just... Yo, that sweep he hit on Nate Diaz in their first fight, Yeah, that's a legit jiu-jitsu sweep. And on top of that, him <laughs> stuffing takedowns and actually putting Khabib in a pretty decently bad spot earlier in their fight. Right. I think it was like round one or two when he almost took his back. Yeah. No one's ever done that to Khabib. Right. You know? And Khabib specifically trains to avoid those situations. Right. You need to bring it back in? Yeah. Sorry. So I'll talk about Khabib. I don't know. Ahmed keeps taking uh, water breaks and, <laughs> and snack breaks. But, um, yeah, during that break, we were talking about what could make Khabib higher up on my list. And, yeah, I, I think, so he's 27-0. and 0. Right. right, he's twenty seven. No, yeah. And Damn, it's almost, dog, come on. It's actually almost a perfect even record because Shit. before before the um, Ally Akinta fight, yeah, he was. No wait, is he twenty? No, before the um, Barbosa fight, I think it was before the Barbosa fight. He had eight submissions, eight knockouts, and eight decisions. That shows how well rounded he is. Because it shows that he can submit fighters. It shows he can knock out fighters. It shows that he can 
utterly dominate fighters. What is he, 27 now? Pull that up, Jamie. <laughs> pull, that, pull that up. So he is... Jesus Christ, UFC. 27 and 0, you're right. Yeah. What? Jesus, how'd you know that? Yeah, I'm a fan of him. Right. I'm more of a fan than you are. Yeah, I know, he's my favorite fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do a lot of research, though. Yeah. And the thing is, his a lot of people say that his striking is is, is subpar, but it's actually brilliant. Cause Cause he, he's, got good, he's got good boxing. Yeah, his boxing is, is al- what allows him to do his grapple fuck. But if he needs to, you know, his head movement is great. His his uh, shelf defense is amazing. You know, a lot of people think that Dustin Poirier is going to beat him. I don't think so. Dustin's going to get fucked up. Yeah, I think I think it's not a bad matchup for Dustin. Yeah. Du- I do, do you think do you think Tony is a better matchup? No. You think they're both so. going to get fucked a up? A lot of people say like Tony is the only one with a good good enough ground game to beat Khabib. But Khabib's jiu-jitsu is unstoppable. You're not going to tap that guy out. You're not going to get out of his grapple fuck. If you do, you're going back down. Right. And the thing is, Tony will actually gas on the ground. Really? I think I think Tony's style is more relevant in the weird, you know, fucking ninja roll, spinning back shit that he's going to do. You're talking about like that whack-ass Eddie Bravo 10th Planet shit? Yeah. I don't think that's going to work on Khabib. No. None of it. I don't think anyone's going to work. I think he's going to beat Dustin... And if Dana White allows it, Tony's going to get the next shot. Khabib's going to beat him. And then we'll see what happens with the Connor situation. We'll see what happens with the Gaethje situation. Did you hear, did you hear Gaethje's actually uh, scheduled to fight Cowboy? Serrani. Yeah. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. Wait, but, is, uh, there, is are they both 155? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think after beating Tony, he's going to be 29 and 0. Yeah. 30-0, retire after that. So I think the 30-0... People are speculating that the best matchup would be GSP. I think that's stupid as shit. I think it should be. GSP's retired, man. Like, I, like yeah. I'm almost like. It's a lot of people keep on bringing up. G- is it just the namesake? Because I don't. I'm like, man, what? When they well, bring up GSP, I'm like. People like to hang on to things. Right. And they want to hang on to a dream matchup. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Not not with a guy like. I'm not at all intrigued. I think the best dream matchup is Tony or Connor 2.0. Connor 2.0. Has the best chance of beating Khabib in my mind. You think so? Yeah, because he's the more he's a, he's a really technical fighter. And the, here's the issue that I don't think that's why I say Connor 2.0. The Connor we know now has decent, decently good wrestling. He's got good jujitsu, gr- amazing striking, right? Right. Extremely technical striker. I think his camp focuses too much on the fact that you need to be a technical striker. If if they took more emphasis on improving his jiu-jitsu as in general, yeah. he would be a complete fighter. He, w- he would be... Or wrestling and jiu-jitsu, just jiu-jitsu? Wrestling and jiu-jitsu, yeah. Okay. Just grappling in general. Yep. If, if, if I feel like... I mean, I'm not an expert or anything, but this is just like an outside-looking-in kind of thing. I feel like his camp focuses way, much, way too much on him staying on his feet or like learning defensive jiu-jitsu... Let's see Connor take some guys down. Let's see him actually submit guys with legit submissions. You know, when's the last time he's fought? Khabib. God, it's been. I mean, he and Khabib hasn't fought obviously because of the suspension in Ramadan. In Ramadan, but yeah, but his suspension really took. But could be, I mean, I feel like Connor just takes so much time, and he can he can do that because he has the money. Yeah, so you mean, don't really get to see him. Khabib has well. money too. I don't think he just. I just. He got paid in that last one. Yeah, he got like two million dollars. Plus pay per view, right? Um, but yeah, I think what's gonna make 
Khabib ascend that list is that 30 and 0, which I think is extremely achievable. You know, it's 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 almost like a hundred percent guarantee. Right. But I mean nothing's guaranteed in MMA. Um and on top of that, let's knock a guy out. That'd be cool. Right. Can you imagine if he knocked out Dustin? I can see that, just but like, I think he's just gonna. I think he's gonna take you out. Just yeah. smash. Well, him. no, slip, slip, smash. I don't, you know, he, he's definitely. There was that one. Th- remember, he, he put Connor on his ass. Remember? Yeah, round two. Right. So he's got. I think he's got power. He just, there's, but the one thing that did, that did, um, that resonated with with Will's Will's podcast when he was with him. He's just like, nothing's gonna phase him. And it's because of where he's from and where his upbringing. He's is. used to it. You remember him talking about um, Khabib in the locker room? Yeah. Facetiming his friends. Yeah, joking around. He's used to it. Yeah. And then he goes out there and smish. They're fighting all the time. They're literally training hard all the yeah. time. And like, that's that's what's going to make him the best. Right. And then you have guys like John Jones. There's like two people in the world, right? Right. You got the hard workers, and you got the geniuses. Right. You know, hard workers are always going to be the the best guys. Right. You know, like Demetrius Johnson, hard worker, Khabib, hard worker, GSP. Hard Demetrius worker. might be a genius, though, too. Well, I mean, just because his head's big doesn't mean he's a genius, you know. <laughs> he's got a genius coach. He does. His coach is really good. Like Matt Hume. If you if you watch the, um, fuck, what are they called? In the coaches' corners. Mm-hmm. When Matt Hume is coaching Demetrius, yeah. he's not screaming. He's not saying, like, do your move or, like... You know, he's not You gotta do this right now, bro. He's just like, All right, um, so you got your takedown. Uh please apply pressure. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's literally how he's talking. He's not screaming or anything. He's like, All right, now you can go for your pass. Let's give him a couple of knees, let's give him a couple of shots to the head, maybe to the body. All right, let's go for mount. That's him. He's pretty much if he was a like if he had a controller, he'd probably be using the controller controlling my boss. Wow. That's that's how he is. He's just coaching him. Exactly like that, and that's that's what makes Demetrius an amazing fighter. Demetrius is smart. I give him that, but right. I think on top of that is Matthew. Whereas if, where you have like John Jones, he's doing his own shit, right? Like Greg Jackson and uh, Winkle John, Winkle they're John just probably there. sitting there, yeah, just watching them, watching them go. You know, GSP, same shit. Just get just Frost take this take this bump and go out there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you got GSP, same shit. Uh, Frost. Yeah. Frost is doing the same shit. He's coaching. Yeah, the Frost same is a genius, though, for sure. Yeah, he's the genius. Yeah. And then GSP is the hard worker, you know? He's yeah. like, go for this pass, go for this kick, all this shit. He's right. doing that. So uh, there, there's two sides of that, you know? And John Jones is just. You, you he's on a whole you, level. Do you think, like, do you think Khabib's just going in there and just doing what he, he knows how he's supposed to do? Because I feel like. I think it's all. It's I think all I think Javier's probably helped his boxing a ton. Oh yeah, for sure. But it, I also think that he doesn't really. He can just. He knows what he's supposed to do. If if it wasn't for um, Javier, I I don't think he would have gotten as far. Yep. But it it would have been harder. Like he he could have gotten to this point, but right. it would have been way way harder because his striking wouldn't have gotten that much better. Right. You know. And that's that's all it is. It's hard work. He had to find a camp that improved his striking, like that much. He's just a, just a beast. And he gets to train with um, DC. Yeah, he gets trained DC. DC was another freaking nature. Yeah. Fucking forty, forty-two, something like that. Is he forty-two? 
He's old. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, pull it up. <laughs> He's old. He's old for sure. Um, and yeah, he was like people would talk about uh, John Jones killing people. Look at DC killing people. Well, he fucking did that to uh, Danny Anderson. Dude, oh. he is. How old is he? Um, he is. You think he's 42? Hang on. He is 40 years old. No, he's 40. He's 40 years old. Dude, he's he was born, get this, 12 days before I was. <laughs> so, there we go. Same year? Same year. Yeah, same year from Lafayette, Louisiana, which is a weird place to be from to be really good at wrestling, which he was. You know, they don't really have, they don't, you don't really think of the South as amazing wrestlers. Yeah. But Not at all. No. You're either playing football or basketball or baseball. I think more baseball and football. Football, football. football more to like the West, like Texas area, Alabama. Right. Uh, Florida. Florida is just all bas- uh, baseball. And football. They're yeah, freaks. That's more, like, that's more like the North, wouldn't you say? Like No, dude. All uh, those guys from South Florida. All those guys from South Florida from the, that are from. Football? They're f- that are football players from uh, South maybe Florida. Maybe because they're playing in fucking Bayou's. Yeah, I don't know. You, the you, it's all about yeah. the you, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, it's if he gets, he's on a, he's on a sick team. You want to, I, you know, I, you know, for me, like I'm probably get. He's cousin. He's my. He's the guy. He's. He seems like he's. He's a humble dude. Works hard. Um, he's easy to root for. I want to read. I want to see him kind of go off into the sun, and I do think he's some of the type of guy that when he's done, he's done. He's not going to be like uh, tempt me more with a Michael Bisbing fight. You know, I come here and I do the hits for him. Like, which I'm like, come on, hey brother. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm not taking anything away from GSP. That was cool. Who's yeah. um, who do you think is the the best wrestler? In MMA, yeah. I'd say. Probably either DC or or um, or Khabib. Khabib, I'd say maybe probably Khabib. Yeah, I I was gonna say Khabib too. Cause he cause he, he just, can he can take you down. Cause he's ankle picking guys. He's ankle picking guys. He's taking you down from the body lock. He's you know and and also Daniel Cormier is as great as he is as an MMA fighter. He's he's had a hard time taking down John Jones. And John, John Jones, Jones. Is, yeah, it's John Jones. But I'm just saying, like John Jones has only been taken down like three times in his career. And he pops right back up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think Khabib is probably the best takedown artist that you know you've ever seen in MMA. Yeah, not not Triple C. Treat nah. By the way, did you see? There's this. There was a fucking kid that Triple Triple C is doing. A, he does wrestling clinics. And I, I I follow I follow him on Twitter. And his whole thing is weird, but he did. So, so we're talking about triple C is Henry Cejudo. Um, who's the, is he the, he's the Bantamweight? Bantamweight, flyweight, flyweight and, um, Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. Olympic gold medalist. Right. Don't forget guys. 2008 Olympic gold medalist on the same team with Daniel Cormier and Ben Askren. And, um, he went to this, he went to this, he does wrestling clinics when he's not, when he's not training for a fight. And so he went to this high school kid, high school, and the, one of the kids in high school there um, 
challenge him to a wrestling match. And like, he really wanted to go at it with him. And, and, uh, and Zahudo said no. And the kid was like, they said the kid was like fucking upset. He was call, like, he was calling him out on it. Like, yeah. I want to wrestle you right now. And Zahudo's like, no, nah, man, I'm just here to show, show the techniques and that's it. Which is like, it's kind of a weird flex on the kid, you know, to do that. But it's also like, so who do I get? I get it. I was like, man, listen, I don't got to show and prove anything. I'm a 2008 Olympian, Olympic gold medalist. And the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the champ champ or whatever. Is he triple C? Triple C. I'm triple C. Like, triple there's, C no, there's nothing he's really going to gain out of it, but it's such a weird thing. Um, he's awesome too, man. You know, he's, he's really cringy. He's, he's really awesome. weird. Yeah. He's, he's the, the C actually stands for cringe. Yeah. But um, I think that works for his marketing. But I also think that regardless of his accomplishments, it's amazing accomplishments, he doesn't use his wrestling very much. Mm-mm. Not at all. Not not like Khabib does, right. at least. Not like GSP does. Yeah. GSP. We'll if it wasn't for Khabib, GSP would probably be the best wrestler, in my opinion. Because he take people down? His takedown rate was like crazy? Yeah, it's like 80-some 80, 80 percent. But on top of that, he's never actually wrestled. Yeah, he's only wrestled in MMA, right. whereas Khabib competed when he was a kid. DC competed all throughout his life, you know, competed at the Olympics as well. Yeah, but then you have a guy like GSP who does it for like five years, and then all of a sudden he's like, mm, "Maybe I'll try for the Canadian Olympic team." Did he try, or they just there was just no, a they, rumor? It was a rumor. They were asking him to try out, yeah. and he's just like, "Nah, I, I think I'm just going to do MMA." Yeah, you know. So you have a guy like that who imagined if he actually did wrestle, right? You know how how good it could he have been? If he, dude, there's guys I sit there and look at jujitsu guys, and I'm thinking if those guys would have would have just if they have wrestling in those countries, they would have been, you know, amazing amazing grapplers or wrestlers, yeah. right? You know, you think of like Jacare, dude. If Jacare grew up wrestling all his life, come on, there's you think anybody's gonna take that guy down? You know, there's no way. Does it like that guy's a there's there's freak athletes who just and he's always he's really good on his feet anyway. But if he just if that's all he did, come on, there's no way that he's gonna get beat. Yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> I remember because uh, you know GSP like fought for the middleweight title and he was supposed to defend it against Whitaker. Yeah. Do you think he would have won against Whitaker? No. Yeah. Why? Why? Uh, Whitaker's bigger. He's really big. They're actually the same size. Really? Yeah. Okay, then you know, I don't know. Because Whitaker was actually a, welter, a welterweight for a long time. He moved up. Yeah, he moved up. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to answer that because I don't know. I think win or lose, he would have gotten demolished by the rest of the middleweights. Because, who, GSP? Yeah, because at the time you had, who was it? Number two was uh, Romero. Right. Oh, yeah, number guy. three, Weidman. Number four, no. Luke Hall, Rockhold? Yes, yeah, it was Rockhold and Weidman. They were just like flip-flopping. Then you have Jacare. Then you have... Um, Tim Boch. Yeah, Tim Boch. You have fucking... How that, how's that guy in middleweight? He got fucked up by everyone. But how is he like even... How does he even get to that level? Like he looks huge. Dude, how does how does any of them at this point? Did Rockhold, you see Rockhold? Weidman? Yeah. Dude, Rockhold's, Rockhold's like 6'4". He's huge. He's massive. Weidman's huge too. I think he's going up. But um, at the time, you had all these guys, especially at the top five, uh, Gastelum too. You had all these guys who were bigger than you, who are better, like really good strikers, mm-hmm. and who have great, amazing grappling skills. Right. Like Romero, amazing grappler. Yeah. Wid- uh, Weidman, amazing grappler. 
Jacare. I mean, I don't, I don't even need to say. Who's, who did Romero lose to recently? Whitaker. And then Whitaker's hurt right now, right? Uh, Whitaker's, yeah. Is he hurt? Did he get hurt? Uh, he, w- he was hurt. He had like a herniated disc or something. Okay. And so yeah. Israel Adesanya is the intern? Yeah. Is he? Do you think he's beatable? Adesanya? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Who's going to beat him? Whitaker. I think Whitaker beats him. I think Romero beats him. Um, out of the out of the top three right now, I think, I think it goes that way. I think it goes, Whitaker and Romero are tied, no. because I I feel like their last fight should have been a draw, and and then it's Adesanya because of how undeveloped the middleweight division is now. Right. Because you have a lot of guys that left, and you have a lot of guys going up, and then you have this young kid, who how does how does Adesanya? He's yeah, he's young. He's an amazing striker. But when you watched his fight against Gastelum, he had really he had his ground game had evolved. You know? And that's the scary thing. I think in the future he's, he can he's not he's not that young. That's that's pretty young. Is that young for MMA? Yeah. I, I think in the future he could be a champ. Like a, yeah. a true champ. As he continues to develop. But I think right now Whitaker beats him. The toughness of Whitaker and the striking of Whitaker is is gonna be a challenge for him. Do you think? Let me ask you this: We just saw a picture of him because what? What do you think, Anderson Silva? Oh, he's a wash. He's washed up, dude. No, no, no. But why is he like? How, he's not involved in that that greatest of all no, time. No, I've never thought of uh, Anderson as as the greatest of all time. Like, because again, Whitaker is twenty eight, by the way. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he might be champ for a while. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've I've never I never really take into account accomplishments too much. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, Silva's had many accomplishments, but then you have guys that are probably going to take that over very soon. Right. Um, and on top of that, yeah, Silva's like wrestling was abysmal. Yeah. His jiu-jitsu was, was good, and his striking, the only thing about it was that it was just extremely elusive. Right. Like no one knew the con- like no one knew how to figure out the equation. Right. Until you had someone like Chael Sonnen come in, who showed this is what you do. Just don't engage him in the stand-up. Right. And then after you've done that, then you can engage him in the stand-up. Dude, have you ever seen anything like where, like, how did you fuck that up so bad at the end? <laughs> I remember the, I remember exactly where I was when I watched that fight, and that was a long time you ago. You talking about the triangle, or are you talking about the Yeah, spinning? the triangle, when he, yeah, the, the, I mean, I think, the then, triangle, like, I mean, Anderson was on his game at that point, the second fight, he was going to figure it out. I think the triangle was... Um, exhaustion. It was just exhaustion. You could you could tell from his face that like he had one arm in, one arm out, and it was there for like a minute. Dude, it was like I was like, pull it back, pull it back, pull it back, and he's just nope. Yeah, I think the spinning back fist thing though was was just pure him throwing the game. He you think threw he threw it. the fight? I think he threw it because if you watch the first round, it was going Chael's way. If you watch the second round, it was kind of even, but that was because Chael was standing up from a little too early. Yeah, but like yeah, it, it was it was bound to happen. At some point, for Chael to get beat like that, but that was over for Chael after that. And I really didn't really. I mean, when did? Because no, actually, I mean, he fought Silva twice in a row, and then he fought John Jones. You know how much money he made off those three fights, even yeah. though he lost all three. Right. And that's if you look at Chael's. Um, he's a he's a fucking asshole though, too. Or yeah, but if you look at his accomplishments, he's probably a little bit more in the GOAT conversation because of his resume of who he's fought. But he didn't beat them, though. Yeah, but who he's fought? Look at look at who Anderson's fought. Can, who, who can you name from Anderson's winning streak from Rich Franklin and up? 
That the the one that one fight that was like amazing was that Vitor fight. That way he just knocked him out. Yeah, Vitor and then Chael because we just mentioned him. Vitor and Chael. It's a sixteen fight winning streak. That goes back to goes back to Pride or no? No, it goes well for for the the um, UFC. Yeah, Pride. I don't. The only I think the one fight that I remember from Pride that was awesome was when he knocked out Carlos Newton. But even the Carlos kind of like. Yeah, I don't. Then, I guess you're right. I don't really. Aside from those two guys, I'm really the big, yeah. the big ones. He's a, so like, Leotas fought, fought fucking really good guys. Though. Yeah, Leotas fought good guys. John Jones on his way from the title and up. Everyone yeah. has been killers. Yeah. They were old killers, yeah. but they've been killers. Right. He hasn't fought a single guy that wasn't a killer. Yeah, you know, he went from Shogun through all the previous champs like Rashad, Rampage, right. uh, Machida. He's fought Vitor Belfort. I feel like he could have fucking he should have been he should have finished Rashad and he didn't. Yeah, I think that was more like him holding back. Did he fought Rampage? He fought Rampage. Oh, he's the first right. person to submit Rampage. Huh. I think he's the only person to submit Rampage. Really? Yeah. I think what could make John Jones even greater is if he went up to heavyweight, which he can. And yeah, dude, if he starts lifting. Yeah, dude, if he if he fucks up some guys at heavyweight, go. That's the goat right there. If he goes up, to, if he goes up to the heavyweight and went beats beats DC, well, he's for sure gonna beat DC. Even at heavyweight, I think he, I think he has DC's number. I think the only one that's gonna beat, only person that's gonna beat John Jones, is someone that's gonna catch him, like Francis. Yeah, like Francis, like Tiago. I bet I guarantee you one thing right now: if he ever fought Francis, he's taking that motherfucker down at will. Oh yeah, he was taking that motherfucker down at will. Because like, John Jones has got good takedowns, bro. He does, but he has he hasn't used them lately. That, but if he gets if he if he gets him, even if he gets and like, Francis is evolving. That's another thing you gotta think about that. I'm not on the Francis train like everybody is. I'm like, eh. he's like what I saw Stipe do to him. I'm like, okay, some yeah he 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 solved the equation. He's yeah. just like just take the motherfucker down. Yeah, I'm gonna but gas. His. Not even just hold on to him, and then he's right. just gonna tire himself out. Right. But yeah, I don't know, man. Anderson's not in that conversation for me. I don't care what you say. It's just it doesn't work out in my mind. He's not a complete fighter. I mean, he's he's way better than I am. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not a great fighter at all. <laughs> I'm not. I'll be honest. But it's just like if you I mean, want to talk I'm, about the dude, I'm just right time, now. I'm talking from being a fan. All I do yeah. is jujitsu for fun. You know, <laughs> that's that's what it is. But like, <laughs> it, as a fan, this is what a complete fighter is to me. This is what the best is to me. You know, mm. greatest of all time is a different story. Right. Best fighter. You got to be a complete fighter too. I think Jose's in that equation though. Oh, dude, Jose's a beast. He's probably my favorite, li- like lighter weight. Dude, that motherfucker was wrecking people, bro. Ten year winning streak, or yeah, ten years undefeated. Ten years. Ten years. Him and Fedor, ten years undefeated. Dude, man, he he wrecked so many people, ended people's careers. Dude, he he, uh, he the way he did it. I mean, he's beaten Frankie Edgar twice. I think. Um, so I I, typ- I typically don't count the Max fights because he's fighting the giant. Oh, Max Hall is huge. Yeah, it, did I tell you I met him? You know how his thing says like five eleven, five ten. That dude's like six two at least. Really? He's huge. He's like he's at least a head taller than me. Huh? And I'm I'm five eight. He's a head taller than me. Wow. Where'd you meet him? At uh, Richmond. He came in Richmond. For what? His uh, manager lives in Richmond. Oh really? Yeah. Um, Max. No. What's, his, what's the guy's name? Brian Butler. Okay. Yeah, for Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Max came to Richmond. 
met him. He's like a head taller than me. He's huge. He's got Jose is my size. Right. You know, that's the crazy thing. He's literally, literally, he's short. Yeah. He's fighting a fucking giant. Yeah. You're going to lose. You know, the guy looks like he's like two weight classes above you. Right. How the fuck does that guy make featherweight? I don't know. He's got no, he's got no uh, fat on him from looks of it. Dude, if. I don't think he can make it much longer. Yeah, as you get older, it gets really tough. And then you can see, um, the who's the other guy that Jose lost to? Jose lost to. He's only Volkanovski. He, what Jose lost to? Who? Volkanovski, right? No, he only lost to. He's only lost to. No, he he lost to someone recently. Um, just recently, his last fight, he lost to uh, I think Volkanovski. Let's look at his record because I don't think I thought his only losses were to. But yeah, if you look at Volkanovski, Volkanovski is like. He's like DC. He's just like a really compressed person. Um, he has stats and records. He has... What the fuck? Event results right there. Yeah, Volkanovski. He lost? Yeah, he got uh, decisioned, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, and look at Volkanovski, dude. Don't don't look it up on the UFC website. Just like go on uh, Google Images mm-hmm. and just look up um, Volkanovski. I don't know his first name, like Alexander or something. This guy. Yeah, yeah. Just look him up on Google Images. He's smaller now, but before he he looked like a fucking bodybuilder. That dude was like a bear. He's five six though. He's from Australia? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like he's like DC but smaller. Huh. You know DC is like really short. DC yeah. is like five ten, but he's still destroying people. Right. It's the same thing with Volkanovsky. He's just destroying people. Right. And it it really showed in the in the Aldo fight. He that's beat so- uh he retired Chad Mendes too. Did he really? Yeah. I think that was his last fight, and they're saying uh Volkanovsky should fight for the title next. Max. Yeah. Oh, was Max still the featherweight guy? Yeah. It was uh, it's Max and uh, Frankie Edgar. Okay, they're fighting first, and then uh, whoever wins that should fight Volkanovski. I don't see Frankie winning that fight, man. No, I don't think. But so. Frankie's Frankie's. I like Frankie a lot. The thing about Max is, like a lot of up and coming, especially like strike. I think that was my phone. Um, a lot of strikers up and coming, mm-hmm. like Adesanya, Max. Wait, is this Francis. guy? Is this guy right here? Is the beat? Is he one forty five? Yeah. Yo, this motherfucker is an ass kicker. He's Dagestani. I know he's Dagestani. He's Dagestani. He's also like this heir apparent of him descendant too. of Abraham of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, him too. All these guys. He's huge. They're that they're big. They're really good strikers, but they're really underrated grapplers too. He's a really underrated grappler. Yeah. He's six he's almost six one. Shit. He's six one, one forty five. Can you imagine that? It's the same size as uh, Max. Yeah. Him I, I can understand making featherweight because he's a stick. Yeah. That guy's a stick. But he's 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 wiry. He's strong. Yeah, I mean, if he if he starts lifting weights like Max should, then he could definitely be like one seventy. Yeah, but the thing is, at lightweight, like it used to be in my mind, middleweight was the toughest division. I think lightweight is going to be the toughest division of all time. What the hell is the master? You get a master of sports from the from that they that they get. He gets he has a master of sports from Russia. From Russia, yeah. So is uh, I think so is Khabib. Uh, Khabib's like a like they they give him these degrees of just like Dude, okay. Fedor's a grandmaster. A grandmaster. He's of a sport? grandmaster of sport in judo and in sambo. 
three. He's got, so what is it? What is it? He's a grandmaster of sport in, in Sanda. What's Sanda? Sanda is a uh, Chinese martial art. Is it really? Yeah. It's wrestling. It's like Chinese wrestling. Yeah. Dude, why? How did that make its make its way to to Dagestan? Uh, Russia. Yeah. Um, I think it's also called uh, so it's San. Yeah, Sanchu. Yeah. There you go. It's um. Fuck. What's the meaning? It means like no. No something, no weapons or something. No. Yeah, it's one of those things. If you if you look at like Chinese martial arts. What do, what do you think when I say Chinese martial arts? Kung Fu. Jigwon Do. Kung Fu. Yeah. I like telling this. This is a fun fact. Kung Fu actually has nothing to do with martial arts. Mm. The actual martial art term, if you're talking about Mandarin, is Wushu. Wushu. Which means like basically like the warrior's way or whatever. Like warrior art. Right. Um, but Kung Fu actually means like hard, like hard work slash merit. Like there's actually... Like this thing called uh, Kung Fu Cha, which yeah. is the art of tea making. Right. So it's like Kung Fu is just a, something we say. Like um, it's just it's just a normal it's a normal everyday word that they yeah, utilize. Word. But they just it just kind of like my dad used to. Um, he actually still says this a lot. Like when I do something that's really like physically taxing, like yeah. I'll be like mowing the lawn or something, and I'm like doing it in a bad way. Yeah. It's like oh, that's bad Kung Fu. He'll say that to you. Yeah, he'll say that to me. It's like that's bad. So that's exactly we'd have this conversation before about the word Allahu Akbar. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. We did. So that's exactly the same thing in it's Arabic. It's the same thing, and it's funny. It's used. It's used out of like whatever. Yeah, it's like used out of context, and it's, it's funny to me because people are like, "It's like I know kung fu." It's like, yeah, so does everyone else. So wait, which which is the one? Who's Bruce Lee's teacher taught? What's it called? Uh, Ip Man. You talking about? Um, it was Wing Ip Chun. Man. Yeah, Wing Chun. So Wing yeah. Chun. Wing Chun is an actual martial, martial art. art. That's. I feel like. If you learn Wing Chun, dude, it would be after legit. you after you do jujitsu. If you get your black belt in jujitsu, Wing Chun will be the way to go. It, that that would be legit because, well, the thing is, like from a pure self defense standpoint, yeah, it's it's Chinese boxing as they call it, right? Because there's like, you know, fists and whatnot, but there's right. actually kicks involved, right? There's grappling involved, right? You know, and a lot of Chinese martial arts, there's actually grappling. Sancho, yeah, Sancho, you have um. Uh, shit, what's the other one? Wu Jiao or something, shit like that. You know, you have like... Are all these from different areas of China? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. You have like Hunga, which is like like a s- northern style, which really reminiscent of like the praying mantis mm-hmm. kind of shit. Um, you have like all these different kinds of arts, like uh, Crouching Tiger. Right. You know, that one's, that one's really grappling based because you're actually like pawing the guy. Right. You know, and a lot of Chinese martial arts are actually grappling based. Right. But then, like the most famous ones, of course, like karate. Right. Most famous ones are always going to be the striking ones because those are the most entertaining. So we're trying to talk about these guys that are like linker, wire your guys, or whatever. So Zabit, that's who we were pointing out. Zabit was he's six foot one, one forty five, yeah. and then Max Holloway is six six, six one six two at least. Yeah, one forty five, and. Uh, they're going against guys that are like half their size, but also like pack a lot of power and they're like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of leverage or what have you. I think like even in wrestling, definitely in jujitsu, the lankier wire guys in jujitsu are just like God awful to deal with. Like a guy, I can only really think of like really one compact guy. That's just a fucking monster to deal with. Maybe his weightless weight, weight, weight class. That's 
Bruno Malfasini, you yeah. know, but a lot of these guys that are just in, in Hadolfo, like Hadolfo's just, he's compact and he's in, in maybe Galval too. So Jiu-Jitsu is different. You can, you can find guys there probably that get, that change their game. Jiu-Jitsu is for everybody. Okay. Right. It is for everybody. Um, but wrestling, you typically think of wrestlers as like shorter, stockier guys, more powerful that way. But I think the best wrestlers are the are the lankier guys that figure it out, like that figure out. And the same thing with MMA, right? It's these lankier guys that can utilize their length, and not only just to keep people away, but once they get into close quarters, they utilize it as leverage. You know what I mean? Do you agree? I don't think so. You I don't, don't think agree. Lankier, I don't think lankier guys are are going to be the best statistically. I think the guys with the unproportionate guys are going to be the best. Like the guys with long arms, but yeah, long arms, short torso, thick legs. Those guys are going to be good at wrestling, you know, and jujitsu. And then you have like the tanks, you know, like fucking Jordan Burroughs. He's not lanky. He's like, he's got, he's, but, like he's a tank. A, but no, he's also, he's built, no, he's, you'd be surprised. Jordan Burroughs is, um, he's got extremely long arms. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like guys that are built like tanks with long ass arms. Mm-hmm. Like look at, um, I mean, even Kyle, Kyle Snyder, he's taller, but he's still got, he, I think if you measured him out, he's got like long arms. It looks like he's got long arms. Maybe. The one is like, have you seen Jaden Cox? His arms are long yeah. and he's got huge hands. That's the thing, man. You got to have long arms. It's like wacky, wavy, uh, inflatable arm men. Right. That's what's going to win. Yeah. It's like stocky and then, you know, they can reach you from across the room. So I'll challenge you, and then I think the greatest wrestler of all time is is lanky for his for his weight class. So there's a guy named Sachiev who's Dagestani, and I think he's the goat. And if you look at the way he looks like, it's this guy right here. Um, we're looking at a picture, but you look at him; he doesn't look entirely imposing, right? He looks kind of lanky and wiry, but he's he's the goat. Like he's literally, he's won more Olympic gold medals than. Right, I think we have different definitions of lanky then. What do you think lanky is? Because I'm thinking like Zabit. Yeah. Uh, I'd say that this guy's got Zabit's build. He just he just. Ah, uh, dude, that's hard to say. Oh. Uh, but if you six foot one seventy four, that's probably thicker, right? Obviously. 174. Yeah, that's the weight class he wrestled at. Around the weight class he wrestled at. Um, yeah, he probably cut that. He probably weighs like 200. <laughs> How many gold medals? <laughs> just like, it's nothing but gold medals. Yeah, just nothing but gold medals. And he's now in the Russian parliament, parliament representative of Chechnya. Oh, of course Chechnya. he is. Yeah, because that's if, you, if you're a good wrestler, you're automatically in parliament. Yeah. And you're automatically a, a senator. Yeah, you're automatically a senator. Uh, we got to get going. Uh, yeah, what time is it? Yep. Yeah. All right, well, um, we'll cut it here. Uh, I bet you got any shout outs or anything? No, it was fun. Uh, if you guys are interested in jiu-jitsu, go check out Top Martial Arts. If you're not interested, if you're interested in jiu-jitsu and you're not in this area, go check out the coolest jiu-jitsu school in your area. Yeah, if um, if you guys want to die in two di- two separate ways, go to Dagestan <laughs> or Chechnya, any of those, anywhere anywhere in the Caucasus. Yeah, but um, yeah, guys, that was a med good friend of mine, uh, great training partner. Great instructor, too. If you guys ever want to learn some jiu-jitsu and you're in Rockhill area, just go there. Train with him Mondays and Wednesdays. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. 
Have an amazing day. Get out there, get hungry, and good luck.